Thank you for tuning in to our podcast recorded live each week. Now sit back and enjoy the award-winning Tony Sanders Outdoor Show. Tighten your life vest, strap into your tree stand, and get ready for the award-winning Tony Sanders Outdoors. Your source for outdoor information, education, and entertainment. Now here are your hosts, Tony Sanders and Rob Pratula. Good morning and welcome to Tony Sanders Outdoors, your source for information, education, and entertainment on all things outdoors. You may be noticing a void in the conversation at the moment. Tony Sanders is in Memphis working hard as a commissioner for the Tennessee Wildlife Resources Agency, and hopefully uh, he will be able to either... Come back to the show next week if I don't totally take over, but uh, we'll see where it goes from there. I have a very special guest coming in to assist me today. Uh, this morning, I have in Bill Stranahan, who is of Southeastern Anglers, and we are going to be talking a little bit of fishing, and if you have any fishing questions, we have an actual guide in the house. So what I'm going to do is allow you to introduce yourself, and then I'm going to run over and turn on the Facebook Live because I forgot to do that. I'll be very honest. So if you want to talk for just a second, I'm going to go over there and fix the Facebook Live. So give me just a second, and good morning, Bill. How are you? Uh, doing well. Doing well, Rob. Uh, thank you for having me. Well, cool. Um, tell us about yourself. How long you been guiding? Tell us who, what, where, when, how, why. Okay. Um, yeah, I work for uh, uh, Southeastern Anglers. I have, um, I've been guiding with them for, gosh, probably close to 10 years. Um, I've worked for outfitters up on the Hiawassee River going back to probably around 2002. Um, you know, playing around on all the major TVA tailwaters that we have in the valley here and uh, just, you know, having a lot of fun chasing fish. So uh, let me go ahead and say um let me surmise that in that you kind of know what you're doing i'm going to say that you 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 actually know what you're doing well i will give you that because i know you're a guide and i have fished with you uh so in full disclosure i have fished with you mm -hmm. and i've seen you out there and we've had a lot of fun chasing a, a one certain fish which we'll get into later but you've been guiding for over 10 years locally and you got a good handle on what's going on locally. And uh, we'll be talking about some international fishing that you've been doing uh, as well. Uh, tell us about Southeastern Anglers. Uh, Southeastern Anglers, um, Outfitter Guide Service, uh, started by Dane Law back in probably around 99 or so. Um, he's been around for a while. Uh, we we are based in Reliance on the Hiawassee River, uh, focusing on Western-style drift trips on all the major TVA tailwaters, a little bit of wade fishing in some of the mountain streams, uh, do a little bit of travel, like you said, uh, going to South America, a little bit of stuff like that. And, um, you know, we've got, we've got five guides right now that we can pull at any given time because we all have different schedules. Um, a lot of flexibility, a lot of um, a lot of talent in the group. You know, got a pretty good group of guys, and 
very eclectic group too what did you not say there there's some real characters yeah we, we, we've got a few good ones um there's there's definitely no um no shortage of personality oh no doubt no doubt um i know i've i know some of the guys from uh hanging around the fly fishing community per se um the guys that are out there are jeff sharp uh skip waybrent uh tick smith I'm sorry, Michael Tick Smith. I always called him Tick. That's what I've always called him. Yeah. And uh, Dane Law. Um, do you have any other people that have joined y'all, or is that it pretty much right now? That's kind of the core. Um, we've got a couple guys that we're going to be uh, trying to work with, uh, work into the mix some this year. Um, again, that just kind of depends on everybody's availability. We've got a uh, we've got a young man, um, Cooper Gray, that's done a little bit of stuff with us, but he's kind of back and forth between Alaska. Um, he's been doing that for the past couple of seasons, and um, I think right now it's just whether or not if he, you know, if he goes back to work in Alaska again through the summer, or if he stays here. Um, you know, me personally, I'd probably go back to Alaska, but I'm too old for that stuff. So, <laughs> so, so you're saying you're getting on up there, and and you know your limitations at this point. You're you you've said okay, Alaska is a young man's game, and you're happy where you are. I mean, I'm happy where I'm at. I I would probably go do it. I just don't think I can break away from everything else that I have going on to where you know to disappear for four months. You got this thing called a career. <laughs> probably, if you know, you, you, I'm sure you've got a significant other, and um, I don't think you know she would be real happy if you just took off for four months. Well, you know, as long as I was sending her money, she'd probably be good with that. Yeah, but the whole money thing. Yeah, that, yeah, that's yeah, the that, thing. yeah. There's right. the key on. If you want to give us a call, 267-1023, 267-1023. We will be talking a lot of fishing today, but if you want to change the conversation and ask some questions, give us a call, 267-1023. We have uh, some good information today. Uh, if you're out and about and looking for something to do today, you need to go out to Birchwood, Tennessee. Yes, the thriving metropolis of Birchwood, because the ninth, I'm sorry, the 28th annual Sandhill Crane Festival is going to be going on today and tomorrow at the Hiawassee Refuge. You need to park at the Birchwood Community Center. Uh, the TWA is the primary sponsor, and you can go out and look at all the great Sandhill cranes that are out there. There's going to be a lot of vendors out there. Free bus service from Birchwood Community Center. Uh, that's going to be beginning at 8 o'clock today. No public parking is available at the refuge. You need to park at the Birchwood Community Center. There's going to be lots of vendors, music, lunch, all kinds of stuff. Uh, there's going to be the American Eagle Foundation out there, which is always popular. They're going to have their Raptor show out there, which is going to start at 2 p.m. and 1 p.m. on Sunday. If you've never seen this, you need you need to go out. You need to go out and look at this because they have all kinds of great and amazing birds that you'll only see from a distance and you get to see them really close up. They're going to have music out there, lots of TWA people to answer any questions. Uh, the Cherokee Removal Memorial will feature a Native American folklore specialist, so you can hear about the Native American folklore. So head on out today after you listen to Tony Sanders Outdoors, the number one show in our time zone. Head on out there and go to the Hiawassee Sandhill Crane Festival starting at about 8 o'clock this morning if you're looking for something to do this weekend. Also runs tomorrow. Uh, if you're going out tomorrow, let me tell you this. I've looked at the weather forecast. 
bundle up. Um, I don't know if you saw the weather forecast this morning. Um, it's going to be up into the upper 60s, like 61, 60, or lower 60s, sorry, 61, 62 today. And then overnight it drops into the 40s. The high is going to be at midnight tomorrow. It's going to be 40-something, and it's going to drop into the 20s tomorrow. It is going to be cold. So if you're going out tomorrow, bundle up. If you're going up out today, rain is forecast all day, so bring your rain jacket. So if you're heading up to the Hiawassee Sandhill Crane Festival, 28th annual, be sure and dress accordingly. You ever been up to that? I never have. Never have. I've, I've talked about it a few times, but I just never make it. You just, Yeah, well, it's kind of a haul from Reliance. You're from Reliance. Well, I, yeah, I'm right there in Benton. Right, right. So it, that'd be a little bit of a haul. Mm, a little bit. I just It's just for me. It's just finding the time. Yeah, I know that feeling. Uh, you mentioned finding the time. Let's go ahead and, and, and I guess, get into this. You're, you are an AMT, correct? Yes. So you work for which county? I work full-time in McMinn County for AMR there, and then I pick up uh, part-time stuff in Polk County as well. So uh, you're one of those first responders that are out there helping the community. Um, I know you went to Cleveland State to get your AEMT, mm-hmm. and uh, you're uh, you're running the trucks and <laughs> helping people as best you can and transporting people. And Now, I have done that lifestyle as well. I was a EMT IV for many years, mm-hmm. so... You know, I know, I, I kind of know what you go through. There's a lot of coffee. Um, there's uh, the frequent flyers and stuff like that. And getting away from all that <laughs> is really nice. Uh, so I'm I'm really glad to know that uh, you, you have a vent as far as fishing. And, you know, when you're not fishing, you're either guiding or maybe even fishing for yourself. I know we talked earlier. You said you might actually be heading out this weekend. Yeah, the uh, the weather forecast may have put a damper on it. I have the I have the boat ready to go in the garage. It's just, um, you know, how how ambitious do I feel? And uh, if the weather is, uh, you know, if there might be a little two or three hour break in it, then you know, I may grab a boat and you know just go jump on the lake or run a river for a minute. That sounds like a really good idea. That sounds like a that sounds like a wonderful idea to be able to do that. Well, at least you're prepared to go out if 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 the weather breaks or if you get the hanker in per se. It just depends on, you know, how much how bad cabin fever sets in. It's uh been trying to get out for a little bit and you know, all the rain, the weather, the water, work schedule, you know, that kind of stuff. It uh something always seems to get in the way. Well, that's that's what I guess what I tell my students, that's what they call life. You know, when I say, you know, life happens, you know, you're ready to go do something fun and something weird pops up and you end up having to take care of it so that's that's part of our outdoor culture though but I'm, i really hope you can get out uh your river sled can you describe it to us because i've been in it and that is an awesome oh, yeah your river sled is awesome so the um yeah the jet boats that we run uh, we use the g3 um have a 1656 uh 16 foot long 56 inch wide it's got a 6040 yamaha jet on the back of it uh, have it set up with anchor system, trolling motor. We've got oars we run on them. Uh, just a great little platform for larger and smaller rivers. Uh, you know, you step it up on plane, you can shoot through stuff three, four inches of water to kind of get through the shallow stuff to get into better fishing areas. Um, very, uh, very versatile boat. Um, got to watch it. It'll, it'll let you get into stuff sometimes that you probably shouldn't be in. Okay. I've done that once or twice. Um, 
But um, overall, just a uh, heck of a tool. And it's kind of nice that you don't always have to row a boat. You know, you can kind of get out there, turn a key, just push on the throttle and go. That is nice. That's why, in my opinion, God invented the trolling motor and the uh, outboard motor so we didn't have to row. Yes. They uh, they come in handy, and they're nice. Um, but, no, for, for a lot of the rivers we do, um, you know, just depending on the water levels where we're at, that, that's the uh, definitely a preferred, uh, you know, method of transportation and a fishing platform there. Um, we use them heavily up on the, um, on the Cumberland River up in Kentucky. When we have water flows on the Clinch up in Knoxville, we use them there. The lower Holston when we're smallmouth fishing. Um, any of the lakes, you know, that we go play on, um, lower Hiawassee, um, and then like the Collins over here up on the plateau and honestly, just kind of anything else we think we can put it in, uh, played, run them on the lower Teleco before coming up out of the lake there, going up below Teleco plains. Um, uh, it'll, you know, if, if you've got a ramp, you can get it in the water, it'll run. That's great. That's great. Well, when we, when we come back, I'm going to talk a little bit about, uh, the Cumberland River, and we'll talk a little bit uh, about the Collins River as well. So stay tuned for more from Tony Sanders Outdoors. Here come the ducks, hit the high baller. Shut up the dog, stare at the water. I'll say when, hold on, y'all wait. Get them boys, boom, 12 gauge out in the Like a good neighbor is not just a saying, it exactly describes my friend Rodney Allen. For nearly 20 years, my family has relied on Rodney for all of our insurance needs. He's been there when my kids were learning to drive, when my wife had been hit by a few deer, and when I needed life insurance to protect my family, as well as when my grandson was born. As you can see, he's not just our agent, he's part of our life. Rodney Allen, 423-847-3881. Like a good friend, Rodney will be there for your family too. 423-847-3881. Spring will soon be here, and you know what that means, grilling and barbecue. You can get everything you need at Don's Meat Shop, 6408 Hicks and Pike. Don has steaks such as T-Bone, Porterhouse, ribeyes, and many, many more. You can pick up kebabs, chicken, burgers, pork chops, roasts or fish, and try out their seafood. Be sure to try their summer sausage snack sticks. Don has quality meats and great cooking advice, so give them a call at 423-842-1256. Don's is open six days a week, closed Tuesdays. Check them out at donsmeatshop.com and be sure to like them on Facebook. Sportsman's Warehouse is the perfect place to shop for all your outdoor equipment. No matter the season, Sportsman's Warehouse friendly staff and knowledgeable experts can assist you in finding what you need for your adventure. If you're a hunter, angler, boater, hiker, camper, or need clothing or shoes, Sportsman's Warehouse has just what you need. If you're looking for a firearm, Sportsman's Warehouse has over a thousand guns in the store. Now, if you don't see one you want, you can go to sportsmanswarehouse.com and select from over 6,700 guns offered online. Then you can have it shipped directly to the store, everyday low prices, no shipping charges, and no processing fees. Don't forget to sign up and register for the Sportsman's Warehouse loyalty card. This will give you points towards gift cards and special promotions, as well as keeping you informed of upcoming events. Be sure to like them on Facebook for prizes, promotions, as well as things happening at the store. The place to shop for all your outdoor needs. Sportsman's Warehouse. The great indoors for those who love the great outdoors. Highway 153 and Lee Highway. Welcome back to Tony Sanders Outdoors. 
Having fun this morning already. Going to be talking some fishing today, which is one of my favorite subjects. Tony brings in a lot of hunting guys, a lot of gun guys, which, you know, I, I always learn something and I always enjoy having them in here. And I'm kind of a gun guy. I do some hunting, um, but I wouldn't say I'm a super hunter. I'm still a neophyte in this whole thing. But uh, let me talk to fishermen, and we're going to have two hours of fun. Yeah. Maybe three. I don't know. We might take over the next hour. Who knows? Uh, Bill Stranahan is my guest from Southeastern Anglers. Um, I mentioned earlier, and again, in full disclosure, I have fished with you. I have not fished the Hiawassee with you, but we ran up on a very cold, cold day. Um, it spit snow a little bit on us, if I remember correctly. And, uh, my rotator cuff has never been the same because we went up to the Collins River and we were fishing for muskie and you landed one that day Mm -hmm. and I had one follow. So I put that as a win in the win column, but we were throwing flies that were, oh, 13 inches long, articulated on lead core lines using eight, 10 weights. It's you're gearing up for these fish, and I know you enjoy fishing for them. And you fished a couple of musky tournaments or musky events. Yeah, they. Um, so we got a group of guys. This was started by uh, Todd Gregory from uh, Toey Boats, who uh, Todd's over in McMinnville and stuff, where they make the boats and everything there. And he's a uh, native of McMinnville, but he started this event. It's called Hardly Strictly Musky. Um, it's just a bunch of musky heads that get together for a couple of days of fishing every year. Um, they've got some cool prizes, usually the pri- like the grand prize for the big fish or something. It's like a really cool like Telecaster or some kind of guitar he gets, and he'll have some artist kind of you know put a musky kind of theme on it or something. But they uh, started out they they put on a really good event. It's a lot of fun. Um, I know he's had anglers from 14 states show up in it. Sometimes there'll be, you know, up to 40 or 50 boats. Um, there's been a few changes in the program, I think. Um, I think there's, I think Todd may have stepped away from it just a little bit because he's pretty busy with the boat building thing. But um, everything's still going strong. I think they got it classified as a nonprofit now. And um, that usually takes place in early May. Um but if people, you know, if you go online, you look up like hardly strictly musky, you can find out all the information. It's fly rod only, artif- you know, artificial only, that kind of a thing they do, and it's it's a lot of fun. It's um, you'll meet some interesting folks, um, and then you'll need a lot of ibuprofen for your arm before it's over with because two days of that, you you'll feel it. I know when we went up, um, it was rather cool, but after we were probably out there seven or eight hours. And at one point, my cast, I was getting tired, I'll admit it. My cast just went to hell in a handbasket. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it, you know, at, at some point, it just has to. You're, you've been casting these huge flies that cast like a wet tube sock on lead core lines. After a while, it it just all, you know, you get tired. And there's, you just, it just does. I mean, there's nothing else you can do about it. A lot of ibuprofen, but on our trip, you landed a... I would say a good musky. Yeah, he was, I don't know, he was, you know, I think he was under 40, but he was definitely, right. you know, 36, 37-inch fish, you know, and that's that's kind of a typical fish that you see over there. You see a lot of that, you know, that kind of that medium thing uh, size. You also, um, 
you know, you'll see those, you know, you'll see the big girls that go up over 40 inches, 45 inches, and you'll see there's some 50s in there, too. There's some there's some tanks. So why musky? <clears throat> why not? You Fair know, enough. I mean, um, we have them. Um, it's not, you know, it's not like if you're going out here bass fishing or something or trout fishing. You know, it's um, it's the hunt for the big fish. You know, it's a, it's a lot of work. Um, you know, and when it all comes together, it's a, uh, you know, it's, it's a big reward there. It's, you know, it's not just something you go out there and you catch 10 a day of. You know, the first few times I think I ever did it, um, I remember the first couple times I didn't, I didn't even see a fish. I remember looking at a buddy of mine. I was like, you know, what are we out here doing? And then that's probably my third trip. I had a, I probably had about a 45-inch fish just roll and just crush a fly. And ever since then, I was like, okay, I, I get it. You get it now. Yeah. Well, um, that was my very first, well, let me rephrase that. That was my very first fly fishing musky trip. I tried a musky trip when I was in college. Um and it was again cold weather and very nasty and we didn't see anything but there were supposedly musky in this river mm-hmm. um but seeing you, a seeing you land that fish when you stuck it i literally thought that rod was going to explode that rod was doubled over and it was attached to this log that was now swimming downstream and you said i'm on and i it's one of my fond memories, to be honest, <laughs> seeing you hook up to that thing. I'm reeling up going, okay, now what do I do? Because there's a over 36-inch fish, well over 36, and I'm trying to figure out, okay, where do I go? What do I do? Because you're now hooked up with something that has a real bad attitude, a lot of teeth, and is about, in my opinion, about to break a 10-weight rod. Or an eight, Was it an 8 or 10? It was an 8, wasn't it? I, yeah, I think I might have been throwing an eight that morning. Yeah. I was I was being kind of lazy. It was it was it was bent over like it, imagine a fly rod looking like the letter C, and that's basically what I saw. And I, I was trying to get out the way, and you, you you skillfully landed the fish, and we got some you know grip and grin pictures. Yep. We got the pictures and everything, and uh, I can see why that can be addicting because. I was pumped after you caught your fish, and what I do remember about the trip is that one fish that actually moved towards my fly, and you said, strip it, strip it, strip it, and I kept stripping. Mm -hmm. And the fish, every time I stripped, the fish moved the equal distance that I stripped the fly. So it was like I moved the fly six inches, the fish moved six inches. I moved it eight inches, it moved eight inches. It was really interesting to see the predatory nature of these particular fish. So I can understand why they're uh, kind of on your list to fish for. What I like about them is that when you go out doing that, they're not scared of you. I mean, yeah, you can spook and run them off, but like once you get that fish's attention, he'll he'll they'll come and they'll run a fly all the way to the boat. You can start figure eighting around the boat, and that fish will be there. You know, he'll be trying to eat it if he's really you know if he's kind of agitated. Sometimes he'll disappear, and what they'll do is they'll actually go sit underneath your boat and they'll watch. And then sometimes you'll see them literally come out and eat a foot off the edge of the boat, and it's just you know when you ever if you never get one to eat in the figure eight right there, that's that's it's just something to see. Oh man, I can't even imagine that. Have you blown up any rods doing that yet? Um, I've not broke a rod on a fish. Um, I've just broke rods doing dumb things. 
Okay, well, being, being careless and you know hit him in the boat, hit him on something, hang a log, yank on it, try to jerk it free, and you know that kind of stuff. You know, stupid stuff. Typical fly fishing. Yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, no, I can understand that. <laughs> well, uh, my special guest today is Bill Stranahan, and he is with Southeastern Anglers. Tell people how they can get a hold of y'all if they want to, uh, and we're going to talk a little bit more about Southeastern and and where they go and what they do. But tell everybody how they can get a hold of y'all. Uh, best way to get a hold of us is uh, you can give us a call. We've got an 800 number at um, 866-558-7688. You can go online, look us up at southeasternanglers.com. Um, you can, you know, shoot us an email, give us a call, and, uh, you know, we'll be more than happy to help any way we can. And y'all are on Facebook as well? Oh, yeah, yeah. We have all the all the social media stuff. There's the Facebook, the Instagram, and all the stuff on the interweb. Awesome, awesome. Well, y'all do a lot of rivers, and we'll be talking about that when we come back uh, from our next break. So we'll get into a little bit of the areas that you uh, fish, and specifically I want to talk about one that um, I'm very familiar with, but I also want to hear about the adventures that are available through Southeastern Anglers to South America, because that really, really sounds interesting. And you just recently got back from South America. Yes, yes. So... Um. I really want to hear about that when we get back. You're listening to Tony Sanders Outdoors. We're going to take a break. Stay with us. We will be right back. I'm on a first-name basis at the tackle shop. I got a charge account running up nonstop. They ought to give me my own parking spot. I can't fit another plug in my tackle box. It's always under construction for all my weapons of bass destruction. Beatty's Fertilizer in Cleveland, Tennessee are the experts when it comes to lush green lawns. If you're a homeowner, Beatty's has everything you'll need for preparing and maintaining your lawn this spring. They can recommend products designed for this area and provide you with knowledge to have a lawn that is the envy of all your neighbors. If you're a lawn care company owner, Beatty's can formulate special blends for your customers by the pallet. Go to the pros at Beatty's Fertilizer, 472-5491, 472-5491, and check them out at Beatty'sFertilizer.com. If you're looking to target your product or service to the outdoor community, Tony Sanders Outdoors can help. Nearly one-third of the radios are tuned to Tony Sanders Outdoors on Saturday mornings from 5 to 7 a.m. Whether it's a recorded commercial, live reads, remote broadcast, or product endorsements, Tony and Rob can help. Give us a call at 423-280-3677 to discuss your advertising needs. Tony Sanders Outdoors, your outdoor advertising solution. 423-280-3677. Leaves are turning, there's a chill. Welcome back to Tony Sanders Outdoors. Glad you joined us this morning. Grab a cup of coffee, sit back and listen, because we have the Ranger Dodd Harvest Report coming up right now. Statewide, this week we took 145,513 deer. Last year this time we took 144,804. We are up 709 from last year. So well done, all you deer hunters out there. Now, this is going to be one of the last harvest reports, but uh, the chronic wasting disease zone is still going. They need data. 
out in those uh, CDW, CWD uh, counties out in West Tennessee. So we may be giving a few more, but this is pretty much the end of deer season right now. In Hamilton County, this week we took 1,697. Last year we took 1,770, a difference of 73. We are off 73 deer in Hamilton County from last year. Bledsoe County, 843, up 16. Bradley County, 883, down 25. Grundy County, 824, up 6. Marion County, 1,586, up 113. Well done. McMinn County, 1,143, off 102. Meigs County, 1,063, off 46. Monroe County, 816, off 55. Polk County, 225 off 38. Ray County, 1,900 and, I'm sorry, 1,492, up 100 from last year. So well done, Ray County. Sequatchie County, 564, only off three from last year. Your top five counties are Giles, Fayette, Henry, Montgomery, Hardeman. Hamilton County is number 32, dropping no points or going up no points from last week. So we are steady at number 32 statewide. Your bottom five counties, the places you do not want to deer hunt, are Unicoi, Pickett, Hamlin, Polk, and Lake. Lake still has not broken 100 deer for the year. So that is your Ranger Dodd Harvest Report for this Saturday. Uh, We've kind of, I guess, uh, teased it a little bit. Y'all at Southeastern Anglers... Guide the Hiawassee, the Holston, the South Holston, the Watauga, the Clinch, the Teleco, the Cumberland, and you're going down to Patagonia, Chile. And you just got back from Patagonia, Chile, and just showed me a few photos. Those were awesome. <laughs> and the fish I saw that, following you on Facebook, the fish I saw down there were really big as well. Tell me about going down to Patagonia. I mean, this is a fly fishing destination for everybody. Tell me... Tell me about the fishing. Tell me about the accommodations. And is this actually doable? Yeah, it's it's real doable. So I'm I'm kind of a newcomer at this. Um, Dane has been doing the uh, fishing Patagonia and stuff. He's he has worked his way around the the Chilean side pretty thoroughly, all the way down to Tierra del Fuego, and then back up. Um, the typical trip that we do there. Um, on the Chilean side, we're basing out of the Coaki region. We fish with a lodge down there uh, called Cinco's Rios. And the main attraction there is the Paloma River system. Um, and this is a river system. It's all natural. There's no dams or anything. There's five or six lakes that you can start in one lake and you fish it. The wind gets up. You drop down into the river portion of it. So you go out the outflow of the lake. And you're fishing this wild river. Um, so you may have a four-mile stretch before you hit another lake or depending on where you put in in the valley system. Um, where I was fishing in Atlat back in February, like we started um, down and we drove probably like an hour or so way down deep into this valley and they just have boats tied up in the river, little jet sleds. And um, we drifted down a few miles and there was like a little tributary coming in and we just fired up the motor and we ran up this tributary, um, maybe the size of like the Teleco River, mile or two, and then all of a sudden it opened up into another lake um, called Elizade. 
and this was like another 33, like a 33 mile long glacial lake. Um, we spent a day or two up there, sight casting at Browns, throwing big beetles, hoppers, streamers, stuff like that. Um, pretty, pretty amazing fishing. Um, it's uh, it's it's impressive. Um, but the Chilean side, it, it's really geared more towards the lakes because they have so many of them. There's tons and tons of river. If you ever pull the stuff up on a map or like Google Earth and you really start looking at all the water surrounding the uh, the hub right there in Kauai, um, you know, the stuff that we do there while we're there for a week, you know, you're not even scratching the surface of what they have. You could go down there and spend a couple of months fishing and fish different water every day, and you're not going to cover it all. All right. So back to my next question. Is it doable? Yeah, I mean, for, yeah. let's say uh, for somebody on a EMT salary or a teacher salary, is it doable? Yeah, I went. Okay, well, fair I mean, enough. You know, I mean, I did it. Uh, yeah, it takes a little bit of planning. You know, the way the way we kind of present this to people is, is um you know, it is kind of a bucket list kind of trip. Um, we tell people, you know, you want to budget six to seven grand door to door. That's airline flights. That's you know, tipping guides, whatever. You know, outfitter fees, whole nine yards. I mean, that's that's turnkey. You know, there and back, and you know, have a good time doing it. And so, what we kind of do is, is as we set these trips up, um, we kind of get a group together. You know, figure out how many people we've got going. And so, like, say, if we're fishing, like, we're planning for next February, um, we would have, you know, say, come, you know, March, April, say, okay, guys, we're going to go ahead and kind of get deposits ready, and we'll knock out a portion of it then. Um, And then, you know, as we get into the summertime and stuff, you know, they'll finally start publishing airline flights and all that. And so we'll watch those, and we think we've got the best rate on them. We'll go ahead, and then we'll book the airline flights. And then... You know, as we kind of get closer, you know, like a month or so before the trip, you know, then we'll finally kind of kick in the final, the back half of the deposit and finish it out. So you're not, it's not like you're writing a check for six or seven grand at one time. And, um, you know, me, I justify it as, is, um, I think I figured it up if I work 12 or 13 overtime shifts throughout the year, you know, one, one extra day a month. And, you know, I've got me a fishing trip. To a great location, by the way. Yes, yes. And, um we're working on one now like the uh the chili trips getting ready to leave uh that'll be this february i think uh, dane's going to be there for two weeks this year because it, it's summer right now in the southern hemisphere yes yes and um i think we've got 17 anglers going to uh down to chile this year what we just got back from is one we're going to start doing next year is on the argentina side and it's in northern patagonia probably about uh Think we think by driving it's probably 12 to 13 hours north of Coakia, but it's on the um, this is um, it's around San Martin in Argentina. There, it's the eastern side of the Andes, so the weather is a little milder. It, now it's Patagonia, so the wind still blows all the time, and, and when it blows, it blows, it blows good. It's um, it's pretty impressive, but being on that eastern slope of the Andes. You're not taking the full brunt like you do on the uh, on the Pacific side, so the weather's a little bit milder. Um, and then being nor- you know that a little bit further um, higher in the latitude there, 
Uh, weather seemed to be a little bit warmer. Um, you know, lows were in the 40s in December, highs up into the 70s, 80s. Um, we were there in their kind of their early spring stuff. But the uh, what I liked about the Argentinian side there is uh, they focus more. They have more big rivers. I mean, they have the lakes and stuff too, but they've got just um, an unlimited amount of these huge rivers coming out of the Andes, um, and they are just they are impressive. Full of brown trout, browns and rainbows. Uh, some of the, there, there's a few places they say that they have some some big brookies. I saw some photos of some. Um, I haven't ventured out to any of those yet. We were just kind of we were kind of high grading everything while we were there. Right. Um, we right. Stay, and um, had a lot of fun with it. We um, I think we spent we did one river. We fished it for two days with an overnight camp on the river. I think we floated close to 40 45 miles of river in two days um just absolutely absolutely amazing nice it's uh it, it's impressive i was uh i was very surprised that was probably the highlight of my trip that's always something you know i've always wanted to be able to get on somewhere and just float and go and go and go and you know for here we get out on a river or lake somewhere you know we're you go fish, you know, you go back to the ramp or you get, you know, whatever at the end of the day and, you know, get in the car and go home. This was just, you float down a river and you're in the middle of nowhere and you look and there's a boat tied up on a bank and you pull your boat up there and you go up through and there's just a whole camp set up. And um, the uh, the setup that these guys do out in the wilderness, it was pretty impressive. Very nice. Yeah. And, it, and again, like you said, it's doable. I mean, you know, work a little bit extra. Mm-hmm. It doesn't, you know, sound that terribly expensive. You're talking, you know, six, seven for airfare, guide, tip, food, lodging, everything. So mm-hmm. all inclusive, that's not a bad price. And I mean, especially to cast some big fish down there, that would be, you know, really, really awesome. Yeah, it's, um, it was something I always thought was kind of out of reach for me. I was like, you know, I always had the attitude of like, yeah, I can't afford that. Um, I kind of ponied up the other year when I said, okay, I'm doing the chili trip now. I'd, I'd heard Dane talk about it for so long, and I finally was like, okay, i got to do this. Even if I only do it once, I can say I've been there, I've done that. And, right. You know, but um, the problem with it is it's uh, it's very addictive. Um, <laughs> once you go do it the first time, you start thinking about where you want to go next. Um, it's it, It's good. You know, all these fish are 100% wild. Um, they manage to bring trout eggs and fry over and stuff, you know, 80 years ago. They got them in there, and, um, and it's the same thing on the Chilean and the Argentinian side. And, you know, they planted some eggs out there, and they stocked these fish one time, and these things just exploded throughout all the river systems. And there's no hatchery support. There's nothing. This is just it's the real deal. Well, that says something about the the quality of the rivers down there. Yeah. If you can, you know, make a stocking once and and get a sustainable breeding population, yeah, and and get some big fish. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you haven't seen the picture on Tony Sanders Outdoors, go to Tony Sanders Outdoors and look at one of the brown trout that was caught down there by Bill Stranahan, who is my special guest. We will continue our conversation when we get back. You're listening to Tony Sanders Outdoors. Well, my baby, she's been watching all my hunting videos. She's been itching, she's been begging, she's been wanting to go. I said, you got to get up early. And honey, you ain't going to like it. 
Are you a member of the National Rifle Association? If not, why? No other organization in this country fights for your rights like the NRA. In the current environment, our rights under the Second Amendment are being attacked every day. While we in the South may feel comfortable, that is not the case all across America. The NRA is taking up the fight for you, and you need to be a part. Join the over 5 million men, women, and children who are members of the NRA. Go to TonySandersOutdoors.com and click on the Join NRA link. Don't wait too late. If you need any outdoor supplies, there's only one place to go, Sportsman's Warehouse. They have all the equipment you need, as well as a friendly, knowledgeable staff to assist you. If you want a firearm, then check out the thousands of guns they have on the shelf. you don't see one you want, go to sportsmanswarehouse.com. Choose from over 6,700 models they have, and they will ship it directly to the store. Everyday low prices, no shipping charges, and no processing fees. Sportsman's Warehouse, the great indoors for those who love the great outdoors. Highway 153 and Lee Highway. Beatty's Fertilizer in Cleveland, Tennessee are the experts when it comes to lush green lawn. If you're a homeowner, Beatty's has everything you'll need for preparing and maintaining your lawn this spring. They can recommend products designed specifically for this area and provide you with the knowledge to have the lawn that will be the envy of all your neighbors. Don't go buy a bag of something that may or may not work from a big box store. Beatty's has years of local knowledge and knows what will work in this area. Trust the local experts in fertilizer to assist you with your lawn. Make your neighbors really jealous. Call Beatty's. If you're a lawn care company owner or are on a landscaping group, Beatty's can formulate special blends for your customers by the pallet. Your customers will be happy with the great results, and so will you. Call Beatty's for more information on bulk fertilizer for your lawn care company. Minimum quantities required. So whether you're a homeowner, lawn care company, or just like digging around in the yard, go with the pros at Beatty's Fertilizer, 472-5491, 472-5491, and check them out at Beatty'sFertilizer.com. Welcome back to Tony Sanders Outdoors. Got a phone call from my good friend Beaverman. Good morning, Beaverman. How are you, sir? Good morning, gentlemen. Rob, how are y'all? Doing well. Doing well. Um, yeah, uh, your guest. Um, so he's the uh, uh, likes to cast for the the cast of a thousand the fish of a thousand casts. Yes, the muskysaurus. Yeah, yeah. Um, did you show him the picture of Scotty? Uh, not I yet. Caught, not uh, yet. I will. The other day. I will. Scotty is the notorious musky man, and uh, and Kyle. He, he may know Kyle. Do you? I think so. From, from Greenville. Yeah. Yeah. You yeah. know. Yeah. yeah. As soon as you said from Greenville, we yeah. all know who Kyle Green is. Green <laughs> by God County. Yeah, we all know who we all know who Kyle is. Yeah. That's it. Yeah, he's. Uh, <laughs> he had some pictures on the dot com yesterday. He caught a largemouth on a. About a forty-two inch trout or a musky fly. <laughs> yeah, I, th- I think he had that one listed as favorite bycatch. Yeah, yeah, that's Kyle. I believe that was correct. <laughs> yep. Yeah, he won a uh, won a real fancy rod and reel combo at your uh, at that musky tournament last year. Yeah, I, I, did, I did not fish that one last year. I wanted to. Um, I, I think I went over there to the to the little uh, musky deal. I think I went over there two or three times and. I'm going to try to go back and fish it again this year if I can get the two days off. I always look at that as kind of like a mini vacation for me before we actually get into our real, real busy season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's uh, Well, uh, there was a, I knew a couple of guys that were going to go up Teleco today. 
<laughs> but they they kind of chickened out because of the oh four four inches of rain that's fixing a dump. Uh, those two people you're talking about would be uh, the Beaver Man and the Trout Professor. He and I. Yeah. He and he. Yeah. Yeah. We. We maybe we're getting smarter or just turning into chickens in our old age. I don't know. No, I think discretion is the better part of valor. We know that the water's already high up there. It's probably going to get cloudier and muddier as the day goes on. With the added rain, is not going to do any good. So I also said, hey, we can go Sunday when the massive front is going to come through and it's going to drop from forty eleven, yeah, to eleven degrees in the <laughs> middle of the day. Probably not most conducive for fishing, so I think discretion is the better part of valor. I mean, if we really... there's always Lake Junior for the true hardcore anglers like ourselves. I swear to God, Carter. I swear. (laughs) We Uh, can do it, man. No. No. We need to get a drift boat out in the middle of Lake Junior and and just show them how it's really done. You're not helping either. No. (laughs) No. Well, you've also got the little lake in Athens now, too. They've got them in there as well. Oh, cool. We can make a road trip. Again, you're not helping. You want to be invited back? Seriously? <laughs> oh, Lord. Well, all right. I, hey, I'm enjoying something. Well, I appreciate for, it, sir. This weekend, so y'all uh, keep up the good work, and uh, maybe eventually one day we can actually fish. All right. Well, I got some flies tied up for you. I've got a special box with Beaver Man's name on them. I appreciate that. No problem, brother. Talk hey, to you later. Take it easy. Bye. Bye. That was our good friend Carter. So, yeah, what do you, we'll get into this later, but what do you think about the urban stocking program? I get a lot of grief. I don't agree with it particularly. Yes, it, I mean, now you can run at it from a lot of ideas. I disagree with it on a basic principle. Yes, it introduces new people to the sport. Yes, it introduces kids, Mm -hmm. which is a great thing. I will give you that, but I think it's a waste of resources. My two cents. And uh, Tony disagrees with me. You can disagree with me. 90% of the people on the ra- uh, listening to us right now on the radio probably disagree <clears throat> with me. But so that's my two cents. I kind of have that same kind of a thought to it. Um, I do believe it is important to get new people involved in the activity there and, you know, and everything. And, you know, a lot of folks may not ever drive up to the mountains and say, I want to go trout fishing. You know, so this might be the only opportunity they ever have at catching, you know, actually catching some rainbows, you know, catchable size. Um, I also agree with the train of thought of that we have a limited resource and, you know, would those fish be better placed in a system where they have a chance to survive? Because if they don't get caught while they're in the pond, well, they're just going to die as soon as it gets to early summer. Right. So, I, you know, I don't know. That's, um, I don't think there's really is a, I don't know if there's really a good answer on that one. Okay, you're in um, the exact same boat I am because yeah. that is the that is the exact answer I give every time somebody asks me about it. I think, yeah. yes, it's great to get the people involved. Yes, it introduces people to the sport, but, mm-hmm. you know. We, you know, we do. They have a, uh, the Forest Service puts on a, uh, you know, a couple like kids fishing days. And I, th- I think they, they coincide it with the... Um, with the TWRA free fishing days as well. Mm-hmm. Like they do one up in Spring Creek, um, up outside of Reliance there. And, you know, at least when they stock the fish there for that, those fish actually have a chance. They can drop down into the main river or they can go up and get to the smaller stuff. 
most of them, you know, are going to get caught anyway. So, you know. But there's a possibility. Yeah, there, there is that chance that if they don't get caught and they escape, well, they've, got a, they've got a shot at making it somewhere. Right. It's not like when they do the urban stocking in Memphis. These fish are not going to go into the Mississippi River. These fish are going to die. Yeah. I yeah. mean, they're not going to go into the Wolf River. I can guarantee that. One, I've fished the Wolf. It's warm water, great bass country. But, you know, I'm, I'm kind of with you. I think we're on the same mindset as that. So hopefully you'll get something out of that. Stay tuned for hour number two of Tony Sanders Outdoors. We will be right back after the top of the hour news. I can make a living from walking in the woods You can bet I'd be sitting pretty good High on a hill, looking at a field downwind If I can make a nickel off of turning in bass Never worry about the price of gas I'd be weaving and dealing and sitting there reeling them in Hunting, fishing, loving every day don't stop that podcast now. That's only one half of the show. We'll be right back with the second half of Tony Sanders Outdoors. Tighten your life vest, wrap into your tree stand, and get ready for the award-winning Tony Sanders Outdoors. Your source for outdoor information, education, and entertainment. Now, here are your hosts, Tony Sanders and Rob Pratula. Welcome to hour number two of Tony Sanders Outdoors. I'm your host, Rob Pratula, the trout professor. And this morning I profess to know very little because I have an expert guide in the house with me. I've got Bill Stranahan sitting in with me because Tony is in Memphis. Working hard for the TWRA. Uh, a couple of things they've hit already. Uh, they've had a big, big informational session about chronic wasting disease. They've also talked a little bit about um, registration of watercraft for outfitters and several other items that I've seen come out of some press releases. But Tony will recap that when he gets back next week, assuming he comes back and I don't have the show for the rest of the year. I'm assuming he'll be back. He kind of likes Memphis. You ever been to Memphis? I've uh, been through it a few times. I, I don't really like hang out in Memphis or anything, but you know, going to Arkansas or whatever, you got to go through there. So, yeah, you kind of have to. Yeah, if you're going to Arkansas, you can, yeah, uh, unless you really want to be weird and drive to Kentucky and then through Missouri, you're going to go through. Yeah, Memphis. Yeah, the, you're going to take a long way around. I lived there for uh, five years. Taught uh, college in Memphis for five years, uh, so I'm real familiar with the area. But. Uh, Real glad I'm in Chattanooga now, so I'll just say that. But uh, Tony's out there. Hopefully he and his wife are having a great time. Uh, they're going to stay a little bit over. So uh, his wife had never been to Memphis, so this is her first time. So she's going to get to see all kinds of great stuff. Uh, probably Graceland, maybe eat at the Rendezvous, maybe go down to Stax Records, the National Civil Rights Museum. There's a lot to see in Memphis. Get so. some good barbecue. Oh, 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 yeah. I got news for you. I I became a barbecue snob out in Memphis. I did. There there's and and you get people. There's the people love the rendezvous or they love the original downtown Corky's. There's Neely's. There's University Barbecue. There's Central Barbecue, and all of them are just amazingly good. And 
not to be rude to anybody here in Chattanooga, but I haven't had really good barbecue since I left Memphis. I mean, I got spoiled. I'll be honest. <laughs> it's like it's like when I went up. I, I think we talked about this. Part of my family is from New England, and I go up there and I'll eat real New England clam chowder, mm-hmm. and it is really good. I mean, it's fresh. It's really good. You open up a can at your house, it's just not the same. Yeah. So it's the kind of same thing with, with Memphis barbecue. Well, it's part of it, just that thing, you know, the, the appeal of where you're at and you know that you're at the, like, the home of this or that, you know. I would say partially, but their barbecue is different. They do a dry rub barbecue in Memphis rather than a covered in sauce yeah. type thing. Yeah. Now, I will admit, I will freely admit, the North Carolina mustard-based barbecue, I've gotten into that a little bit and it's unique and different and i kind of like it so and again for some reason on the show we always go into talking about food because this time of the morning you're probably a little peckish i know i am i know our producers already had his pop tarts for breakfast but uh we tend to start talking about food and thinking about it this early in the morning so welcome to tony sanders outdoors it's a typical saturday morning (laughs) anyway uh Going to talk a little bit about uh, some of the areas that uh, Southeastern Anglers guides. Um, y'all do, obviously, the Hawassi. Yep, which that's is, home. Yeah, that's home base. Probably the close, I would say, the closest river to us, trout stream to Chattanooga. Yeah, it's yeah a little bit closer than the Elk. So the Hawassi, right. you know, it's, it's quick striking distance. Um, you know, within an hour, you're up on the river. And y'all run drift boats on that. So yes. if somebody wanted to go out with y'all and go out on a day trip, it's not that expensive. Why would somebody want to hire a guide on the Hiawassee? Why would they, other than your stellar personality and really great jokes, why <laughs> would somebody want to hire y'all to go out? Okay, well, there's a lot of different reasons people hire guides. Um, I guess a lot of it here in the southeast, uh, especially with the big rivers, um, most people don't want to go out and buy a drift boat. They don't want to drop ten, twelve grand on a on a boat that you have to row. So, you know, being able to get out on a river and cover, you know, six miles, 10 miles, 12 miles, whatever sections we're floating that day, you know, it's, you know, and that would, in conjunction with the water flows that we have going on, you know, a lot of times you can't wait the Hiawassee. Oh, yeah. You know, in the springtime you can, but once we get to the wreck flows and all that kind of stuff, your, your waiting opportunities are, are diminished greatly. Um, you know, a lot of people, you know, like to hire guides simply because, they have a very limited amount of time off work, and they've got a buddy, and it's like, hey, let's go have a good day on the water, and all they've got to do is show up with a fishing license, and we take care of everything else. Hey, guys, get in the boat. We get everything set, and you know, we just go fishing, and so a lot of people do that. Uh, we do a lot of stuff is, uh, you know, people new to the sport, so they're trying to learn as much as they can in a limited amount of time. <laughs> Some people want to learn more about casting. Some people want to learn more about line control or fishing streamers or fishing dry flies. So it, it really just kind of varies on the on the uh, on the people that you have. But um, you see a little bit of everything. Um, a lot of it, though, especially with the Hiawassee, a lot of it is a lot of beginners trying to learn or people that have done it a little bit here and there and. You know, they're just wanting to kind of touch up before they go, say, you know, well, I'm going to go to Jackson Hole, and I'm going to be out there for three or four days of fishing, so I want to do a trip here to kind of, you know, knock the dust off and, you know, get tuned right. back up. And there's great opportunities to fish on the Hiawassee. Um, it's it's a great stream, and I know it's probably yeah. one of your favorites. 
it's it's home for me. I okay. I love the river, the personality that it has. It's a lot of fast water, a lot of white water stuff. Um, it's like a small mountain stream, just on a bigger scale. That's what I truly love there. It's got more personality in, in the water. I was considered its personality of having big boat eating rocks in the middle of it because there's, every rock is face is sharp like a shark's fin pointing upstream. And I'm thinking there is no way on God's green earth that I would bring a drift boat down that. Ah, you get over it. Okay, well, fair enough. The after after you after you you know drill a couple of them, you know you figure out where they're at. Um, <laughs> you know when I first started rowing boats up there, it was it was pretty intimidating at first because I did not want to go out there and just crush my boat. Right. Um, even though I had an old beater, and I crushed it eventually after about a ten year period, I redid the bottom, did it again, redid the bottom, sold it. Um, no, it's 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 a river. It's rough on boats. It can be you know just it's just the way the structure is. But once you kind of play with it for a while, you learn the ins and outs, and it will teach you boat control. Oh yeah, that's a, that's for yeah. definite sure. I've rode it. Um, that um, the. Tacoa, I've gosh, I've rode that one. I forget how many times I've rode that one. The only problem I have with the Tacoa, there are a few boat eating rocks here and there, but a lot of it's dragging. Yeah, you got a shopping cart there. Yeah, um, there's just depending on the water flow that you have, that minimal CFS flow that's coming out. You know, there's just some places it's just it's easier to say, hey guys, let's just hop in the water. Get you know. Let the, let your anglers get in front of you. Let them kind of you know slowly wade fish, and you just walk the boat through. That's an easier route in a lot of times. Um, it's a uh, it can be a long day. Um, I like the Tacoa early spring water flows a little higher. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know once you get into the into that dead of summer, and they're running like a minimal flow of like 145 cfs or something. I don't like dragging a boat down through there. It's hot. It's it's a long day. Yeah, and. Been there, done that. Yeah, yeah, it, it, it you yeah. know, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. And at some point, the shopping cart doesn't work, and you end up with the uh, like pack mule trying to drag the boat <laughs> over because you've you've you know for some reason they have these moss covered rocks, and I don't know what they put in those moss, but I think it's like super glue. Yeah, and it your boat just sticks, and you know you you end up dragging it a lot. Let me ask you about uh, another river that a lot of our listeners uh, fish. What about the Teleco? What can you if if somebody's going to the Teleco is new to the area or going for the first time, tell me about what flows the best, when to fish it, when not to fish it. I mean, we All right, let me ask you this. Honestly, and if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. We bagged a, a trip for today. We were going to yeah. go out after today. Mm-hmm. We had a good amount of rain on Thursday. Mhm. And it's going to rain all day today. Was yep. it smart to bag the trip today? You're probably not missing a whole lot. Okay. Um, you know, you're, the gauge this morning was like 1.87 on the gauge. That's 380-something CFS, something like that, I think what it said. Um, you know, that's that's kind of getting to that higher end of your waiting. You know, there's a lot of areas, like I wouldn't drop down into the little mini gorge below Bald River or anything like that with, you know, with that kind of water flow. Um, you know, water temperatures are really cold up there right now, and they're dropping, so the fish can get a little bit lethargic at times. Um, yeah, you're probably not missing a whole lot. I mean, you can go up there and catch some fish, but, I mean, it, it's going to be cold. Yeah. Um, so, 
So if somebody wants to head up, let's say, when does the Teleco fish the best? When should somebody head up to the Teleco? Because that's another local river that's yeah. fairly close to us. You know, I mean, it it will do good, you know, throughout the year. I prefer, I love spring. Um, you know, we start getting those nice, pretty sunny days. It warms up, you know, get into the 60s, that kind of thing. I love the springtime up there. You see all the, you know, everything's just bright green. Um you know, spring through summer is always good, but my personal, I guess, is spring and fall. That's where I like to teleco the most. All right. Well, we just got a comment on Facebook. Uh, Gene Castell, uh, our number to call is 267-1023, 267-1023. You can give us a call if you want to talk to us. Um, let's also, while we're on the topic, what other rivers does southeastern anglers hit? We've hit the Hiawassee. We've hit the Teleco. What else do y'all hit? And we've hit the y'all do the Tacoa as well. Yes, we do. Um, what else do y'all hit? So our, I guess our mainstays, you know, Hiawassee's first, Teleco, Tacoa, Tacoa's more on request um, anymore. The the Holston and the Clinch in Knoxville are probably our other two mainstays, and then with the Cumberland coming in right behind that, and the Cumberland's all based on water flow, just because that whole system's so dynamic. And flows very greatly um, up there. So when we have the flows, we're always back and forth to Kentucky. But like sometimes, well, like right now, they started running water three months ago and they haven't stopped. And I don't know when they're going to stop it. So we're hoping by May, May. we'll be able to fish it again. I was going to say May. Yeah. Um, when we come back from our break, we'll, I'll talk to you a little bit more about the Cumberland. But I, I think I think you're aware of this. I went to Eastern Kentucky University. Mm-hmm. And Richmond is just north of Somerset, mm-hmm. where Lake Cumberland is, per yep. se. So there were a lot of times when I should have been in class paying attention, but I was out actually fishing the Cumberland River, and I fished uh, from Wolk Creek Dam down to Rock House. I fished from Rock House down to the next takeout, and I can't think of the name of it off the top of my head, the parking lot south of... Oh, below the rock house, you're down at Winfrey's. Yeah. And you got to go through Creelsboro to get there, which I was, yeah. th- thought was ultimately cool. Uh, we'll talk about the Cumberland River. And it, people think, oh, well, that's up in, all the way up in Kentucky. It's not that far of a drive. From I can be there from Reliance pulling a boat in three and a half hours. Three and a half hours, and you're um, a really great river, a big, big yeah. river system. So you're like two and a half hours out of Chattanooga. Right. People don't realize how big the Cumberland River system is up there in Kentucky. The, it is huge. Yeah, the, the tailwater itself is huge. Um, I've caught trout on that river 60 miles below the dam. Yeah. You know, and I I don't know of any other river that I can say that on the East Coast it's, right now. It's it's a great fishery. We'll talk about the Cumberland when we come back. If you want to give us a call, 267-1023, 267-1023. You're listening to Tony Sanders Outdoors. We'll be right back. The good Lord only knows all the stories it can tell. Granddaddy's gone. If you're looking to target your product or service to the outdoor community, Tony Sanders Outdoors can help. Nearly one-third of the radios are tuned to Tony Sanders Outdoors on Saturday mornings from 5 to 7 a.m. Whether it's a recorded commercial, live reads, remote broadcast, or product endorsements, Tony and Rob can help. Give us a call at 423-280-3677 to discuss your advertising needs. Tony Sanders Outdoors, your outdoor advertising solution. 
423-280-3677. Sportsman's Warehouse is a perfect place to shop for all your outdoor equipment. No matter the season, Sportsman's Warehouse friendly staff and knowledgeable experts can assist you in finding what you need for your adventure. If you're a hunter, angler, boater, hiker, camper, or need clothing or shoes, Sportsman's Warehouse has just what you need. If you're looking for a firearm, Sportsman's Warehouse has over a 1,000 guns in the store. Now, if you don't see one you want, you can go to sportsmanswarehouse.com and select from over 6,700 guns offered online. Then you can have it shipped directly to the store, everyday low prices, no shipping charges, and no processing fees. Don't forget to sign up and register for the Sportsman's Warehouse loyalty card. This will give you points towards gift cards and special promotions, as well as keeping you informed of upcoming events. Be sure to like them on Facebook for prizes, promotions, as well as things happening at the store. The place to shop for all your outdoor needs. Sportsman's Warehouse. The great indoors for those who love the great outdoors. Highway 153 and Lee Highway. Like a good neighbor is not just a saying. It exactly describes my friend Rodney Allen. For nearly 20 years, my family has relied on Rodney for all of our insurance needs. He's been there when my kids were learning to drive, when my wife had been hit by a few deer, and when I needed life insurance to protect my family, as well as when my grandson was born. As you can see, he's not just our agent. He's part of our life. Rodney Allen, 423-847-3881. Like a good friend, Rodney will be there for your family too. 423-847-3881. Beatty's Fertilizer in Cleveland, Tennessee are the experts when it comes to lush green lawn. If you're a homeowner, Beatty's has everything you'll need for preparing and maintaining your lawn this spring. They can recommend products designed specifically for this area and provide you with the knowledge to have the lawn that will be the envy of all your neighbors. Don't go buy a bag of something that may or may not work from a big box store. Beatty's has years of local knowledge and knows what will work in this area. Trust the local experts in fertilizer to assist you with your lawn. Make your neighbors really jealous. Call Beatty's. If you're a lawn care company owner or are on a landscaping group, Beatty's can formulate special blends for your customers by the pallet. Your customers will be happy with the great results, and so will you. Call Beatty's for more information on bulk fertilizer for your lawn care company. Minimum quantities required. So whether you're a homeowner, lawn care company, or just like digging around in the yard, go with the pros at Beatty's Fertilizer, 472-5491, 472-5491, and check them out at Beatty'sFertilizer.com. Tony Sanders Outdoors. Really enjoyed today talking to my guide friend Bill Stranahan here this morning. Give us a call, 267-1023, 267-1023 if you want to be a part of the show. Uh, we were talking about the Cumberland River. Um, fished it a lot in college, and I had a theory, and I think you have confirmed it. It's it's a big fish river. Yes, it is. There's uh, there's good quality there. It's It's... It probably has, on average, better quality than just about any of the other tailwaters we have in the southeast, or probably even possibly the east coast. It's 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 just it's big water. There's reproduction there. Uh, it is heavily stocked because it does get it a lot of fishermen, a lot of angler days on the water. Um, it's just uh, it's good. And, you know, it's had its issues. They, you know, they basically about killed the river, um, you know, when they had the issue with, right. the, with the dam up there at Wolf Creek. Um, they had a lot of dam problems up there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, they've pretty much fixed all that, and it's coming back. Um, 
over the past four or five years, every year, you know, when we get back up there, when the water drops to fishable levels, you know, we're going through areas and we're seeing more and more growth on the bottom. Um, the carpet's coming back, as I guess is the best way to put it, is what we refer to it as. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there was a place up there years ago, um, back in the heyday, and you know, just kind of used to call it the magic carpet ride. Yep, I because know exactly. Yeah, you'd come through this area, and the whole riverbed just just this green matted moss, and you know, as you'd be floating through, you'd just see you know eighteen and twenty inch fish just scattering everywhere, and it was just one after the other, and you're just like, oh my gosh. No doubt, no doubt. Um, well, let's go ahead and take a phone call. Good morning, Speedy. How are you doing? Doing fine. How are y'all this morning? Doing well, sir. Doing yep. well. Bill sounds pretty good on the radio for an old <laughs> fisherman. Uh, he does. You know, I have a face for radio. <laughs> you know who this is, don't you, Bill? I do. Huh? I do. It's good to hear from you. <laughs> you too. I haven't talked to you in a while. It's been a bit. You know, life gets in the way sometimes. It does. Uh, just uh, wishing the water go down so I get back up there on the river. It's 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 getting there. Um, I was looking at the at the at the operating guides a little bit this morning, and how well, I see that it, it's getting there. It's getting manageable, uh, but we're starting to get some good flows. Like on the clinch, they're giving good flows this weekend, and they're shutting that's, it off a little bit. That's that's for people with drift boats, buddy. Not us old wade fishermen. <laughs> He's right. I can't argue with him. Well, I... <laughs> it's even hard to fish Teleco right now. I was up there last week, and uh, it's not doing well for for a wade fisherman. Yeah. Is it, was it real high? Not real high, but just higher than I like to fish. Okay, I can understand. It's that. it's pushy. It's pu- it, it's pushy, and just okay. uh, a lot of the places I like to go, it's just a little difficult to to. Work fly like I want to work it. Well, that makes total sense. And you don't want to get you end up head over teacups in the teleco or the, you know, or the Tacoa at that point either because that's some really cold water. Every place is cold this time of year. Well, true, true. <laughs> well said, sir. <laughs> it does not matter where you go when it's cold this time of year. But uh, now nah, I've um, I've been fishing teleco a little bit. Uh, Ball River a little, and okay. not been on the Hiawassee since uh, all the rain started because we just not had flows to get out there to do anyway. Yeah, and my and my buddy Bill won't call me and say let's go fishing. Man, I haven't had a boat on up there in the past. <laughs> I did. I did ran a trip up there the other week, but I mean, yeah, it's that time of year. It's, mm-hmm. it's uh, you know, not really doing a whole lot, just kind of getting ready yeah. for spring and everything else, and. It's, I understand. Uh, just giving you a hard time. Oh, buddy. I know that. <laughs> but, you know they're. Uh, you know how it goes. You know they're going to go from spilling, and then they'll probably just shut her off. Then, probably. Yep. So. Yeah. Well, it's going to be a while with all this rain we got this weekend. It's going to kick us right back up. Again. Yeah, you're not kidding there. Probably so. Yeah. Hey, Speedy, thank you well, for the call, sir. Thank you, sir, and y'all keep up the good work. Thank you, sir. Have a great day. Uh huh. Yeah, we've had some major flows. We'll talk about that. We got another call. Let's go ahead. I think we got time. Yeah, we got time. Let's talk to John. Good morning, John. How are you, sir? Hey, good morning. I'm just great. I was out. I love it when I'm able to get out and listen to you guys in the morning. Oh, thank you, sir. Um, But I'm an old guy, but a new angler. I've been, you know, taking my grandson out and fishing and stuff. Mm -hmm. uh, You mentioned fishable levels. What what is good 
fishable levels for the creeks and stuff around here. That's mostly where we've been going at the moment. I'm gonna I'm gonna let the expert answer that one, Bill. Okay. Well, that re- it really depends on which ones you're talking about because every one of them's different. Um, Mostly we fish around the Camp Jordan area. Okay. Now you're you're kind of out of my range on that one. Um, Are you talking uh, South Chick or North Chick? Yeah, those type of places. But we've been trying to get over to the you know to the uh, lake some and you know out in Chester Frost and those areas and so forth too. But uh, well, I just when you mentioned that, I just thought, well, I never thought of that. You know, what is a good fishable level? Well, it depends. Um, I fish North Chick, um, and I fish South Chick a lot. The water flow there, um, right now, I went by and checked a couple of areas earlier this week when I was driving into, uh, I left a little bit early for school and drove by a few of the rivers to see where they're at. Basically, it depends on where you are on the North Chick. Um, Right now, uh, Lower Mill Road was blown out the other day, and we're fixing to get a lot more rain. So usually about three or four days afterwards, you can fish the North Chick, uh, the South Chick, it gets muddy if it gets partly cloudy, so you just have to watch it, and you just really need to check it. And since there's really no gauges on these rivers uh, locally, you just have to gauge them yourself. Uh, the lake, if you go to tva.gov, uh, you can look at the lake levels, what what they currently are, what they've risen from, um, the water temperature, and there's a lot of great information on the TVA app as well. But bear in mind, even if you're fishing a lake, let's say you go out to Chester Frost State Park and you're on the bank, there is current out there, and it can be controlled right now. If you've noticed, the dam at Chickamauga has a lot of the spill gates open, and the river below the Tennessee River running through downtown Chattanooga is really rocking and rolling. So it may or may not be conducive to fishing. I think once a lot of this weather breaks, we'll get more adequate flows. But uh, if you're looking to do a little trout fishing, what what do you, what would be a weightable water on the Hiawassee? I, I always look at the generation schedule. One, I can do. Two, I can't. So the preferred schedule for, like, say, the Hiawassee River up in Reliance uh, for, for wade fishing is a zero-one schedule, what we call a pulse, where they'll have uh, water will be off, no generation for three hours. And then they say, you know, on the fourth hour, they'll run one generator, just kind of bump a little bump of water coming down. And they say it's for an hour. It's usually 30 to 45 minutes, depending on the volume that they ramp it up to. And even then, when you're waiting, you'll see the water coming. It may come up a foot. It'll come up, then it drops back down within the same amount of time. That's the that's the preferred wade schedule for most people. And that's what you see coming in the spring as they're filling the reservoirs up to the to the full, you know, summer, summer rec schedule. Yeah. Does that answer your question, John? Yeah, pretty much. I, I you know, I, I'm glad he happened to say something because I, I had never really thought about it much. You know, mostly we just fish off the bank, but I thought about getting him some waders this year so he could kind of go out in the water more because uh, I'm sure he would enjoy that a lot. Well, their their father is taking him out in the water with no waders and stuff. You know, in the creeks in the summertime. But yeah, yeah. Uh, I kind of wanted to outfit him a little bit. It's it's it, easier when you've got something on than to just be out there just like you're in your swimming trunks or something, you know? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And uh, over at Chester Frost, especially at the swimming area and over near the ramps, uh, he can wade out, you know, maybe waist deep, and and he can get out a little bit farther and still be good. There's a real solid bank. But if you're over at the um, uh, Chester Frost, 
if he steps off on a bank on one of those camping areas, he's probably going under. So you need to watch watch how the contour of the bottom works over there because on the Chester Frost side where all the camping area is, you put one or two feet in and you're up to Chester waist deep. Now, if you're on the other side where the swimming area is and the uh, weigh-in for the uh, uh, CBA, he can wait out probably 10, 15, 20 yards and still be good to go. Okay. Thank you so much. No problem. Thank you. Appreciate it. All right. Well, we had some really good questions there. Uh, we may do a flow report here since you've written them all down. We may get that done here in just a second. I think we need to take a break. If you want to give a, be a part of the show, give us a call, 267-1023, You're listening to Tony Sanders Outdoors. We will be right back. Well, last year we had a bumper crop when them white oak acorns started to drop. Beatty's Fertilizer in Cleveland, Tennessee are the experts when it comes to lush green lawns. If you're a homeowner, Beatty's has everything you'll need for preparing and maintaining your lawn this spring. They can recommend products designed for this area and provide you with knowledge to have a lawn that is the envy of all your neighbors. If you're a lawn care company owner, Beatty's can formulate special blends for your customers by the pallet. Go to the pros at Beatty's Fertilizer, 472-5491, 472-5491, and check them out at Beatty'sFertilizer.com. Spring will soon be here, and you know what that means, grilling and barbecues. You can get everything you need at Don's Meat Shop, 6408 Dixon Pike. Don has steaks such as T-bone, porterhouse, ribeyes, and many, many more. You can pick up kebabs, chicken, burgers, pork chops, roasts or fish, and try out their seafood. Be sure to try their summer sausage snack sticks. Don has quality meats and great cooking advice, so give them a call at 423-842-1256. Don's is open six days a week, closed Tuesdays. Check them out at donsmeatshop.com, and be sure to like them on Facebook. Welcome back to Tony Sanders Outdoors. Going to run over the calendar of events. We haven't done that yet. Sandhill Crane season is closed today. So if you're heading to the Sandhill Crane Blind, turn around, go home, get a cup of coffee, and listen to Tony Sanders Outdoors. It is going to reopen on the 21st and go to the 27th. But it is closed for the Sandhill Crane Days, which is going to be happening today and tomorrow out at Hiawassee Refuge. Uh, parking is available at the Birchwood Community Center, so if you want to go up and look at all the cranes and look at all the great vendors, listen to music, grab a bite to eat, see the Raptor Show, head on up to Birchwood today for the Crane Festival. Also, on the 2nd of February, Bayside Baptist Wild Game Dinner and Expo is going to be going on at Bayside Baptist. Sid Bream from the Atlanta Braves, we had a question about his pronunciation of his name last week. I said Brim, but apparently it's Bream. From the Atlanta Braves is going to be the speaker, quite an outdoorsman is, from what I understand. Doors open at 4 p.m. Program starts at 7 p.m. On the 9th of February, the Silverdale Wild Game Dinner is going to be out at Silverdale Baptist. Uh, Brett Henderson is going to be the speaker there. Tony will be at Bayside, as will I. We will also be out at Silverdale, so come out and see us. Say hey. On the 9th, again, of February is going to be the Trout Out and About for Trout event with Trout Unlimited. It's going to be out at Lake Junior starting at 8.30 a.m. Come by see all of your local Trout Unlimited members. We're going to have some water and some drinks, maybe some donuts. You'll see a couple of tents set up. Come on out talk to us. Probably some giveaways for the kids as well. 
coming up on April 6th. If you're a parent or a grandparent, you need to mark your calendars for April 6th. Chattanooga Ducks Unlimited Great Outdoors Festival is going to be going on at Covey Creek Farms. Last year they had about 250 kids out there. They're, they want to get that uh, even larger. The kids can participate in BB gun shooting, archery, uh, shotgunning, turkey calling, duck calling, casting, fishing, everything for the outdoors. All of your major uh, conservation groups are going to be out there. It's going to be a great day for the kids. That's going to be, uh, I'm sorry, uh, April 6th out at Covey Creek Farms. If you want more information, go to Chattanooga Ducks Unlimited and look up the Great Outdoors Festival that's going to be going on out there. So that's what we got as far as the calendar goes. What's the flows looking like? You, I noticed you wrote down all the flows this morning, so we might as well give those for anybody who's thinking about hitting the water. Um, okay, so yeah, the um, flows in all the area tailwaters, this goes from Kentucky all the way to Hiawassee, uh, Wolf Creek, Cumberland, about 18,000 CFS. It's going to be that way for a while, so that's pretty much unfishable. South Holston's fishable. The Okoe River blow parks, will, uh, they're still running some water, but they're dropping it down from what they were. So it's, eh, you could do a little bit there, possibly. The clinch is fishable up in Knoxville. Now they're down to about a 4,000 flow from, from 10 to 12. Um, the French Broad, Cherokee, and um, on the east side of Knoxville, those are those are pretty much still unfishable. The Tacoa out of Blue Ridge, um, that is actually fishable now on and off. The flows are up and down, but they're getting some decent ones there. And the Hiawassee, if you run boats, you can still fish it. It's just not optimal, optimal. It's running about 5,000. So, Well, that would be the Bill Stranahan yes. fishing yes, report. Yes, yes. So do's and don'ts. <laughs> You can find out where to fish. Now, if you want more information about Southeastern Anglers, go to southeasternanglers.com or give them a call, 866-588-7688, or check them out on the web at southeasternanglers.com. They also have a Facebook page. They do the Hiawassee, the Holston, the South Holston, Watauga, Clinch, Teleco, Tacoa, Cumberland, up in Kentucky. And if you want to go to Patagonia, Chile, which we talked about earlier, you can do that as well. And uh, Patagonia sounds interesting. I'm... There's there's some other stuff, and we were talking off air. There's some other stuff I would rather do, and one of your bucket list is also one of my – well, mm-hmm. I've still got to get my muskie because that's on my bucket list. I had a follow, but I haven't had a hookup yet. And after I get a hookup, then I have to actually wait to land one. So, you know, that may be a multi-year goal, but peacock bass. Yes, yes, I want to do that. Um, I've been doing a little research on that, and there's um, – there's some good opportunity, especially in the Miami, Fort Lauderdale area. And uh, being with the airports that we have here in Chattanooga and with Tyson McGee, they've got these little jumper flights that run down there that are pretty affordable. And I've been looking at some stuff there. There's a lot of canals. It's finding public access. One of the things I was looking at, there was a guy, he was filming a lot of what he was doing, and he was just, he was just basically taking, you know, a cab around town and getting out on, you know, canals and just walking the banks. And he was catching some pretty good ones, but uh, doing a little bit of research onto that, that may be something I do for just to, you know, try to weasel in a day or two on that. But I think that would be something you could do fairly affordable. I think so, too. That doesn't, I mean, and, flight would be pretty cheap and... uh yeah, you know, two hundred bucks round trip tops, and go down there and have it have a night in a hotel and two days of fishing, and come back, and you're not really missing any work. 
No, and you, I mean, you're down in Miami. Might as well grab one of those great Cuban sandwiches what? down there. And we're back on food. Uh, you can grab one of those great Cuban sandwiches down there. <laughs> you ever had one of those? I have not. I have oh, not. oh, they're really good. They're really good. I've had some. Um, the peacock bass is on my bucket list. So that's one I want to do. But normally when you think peacock bass, you know, like we talked a little bit earlier, you're thinking Brazil. Mm. And there's like shots involved and passport visas and all that. But you could go down to Miami on a weekend, over a weekend, and and do maybe not quite the size you get down there, but you could do the same thing. I'm I've been seeing some interesting things there. I've been kind of watching this one for a while, and I'm hoping to. Uh, like I said, it's just going to be something I'm just going to go goof around with one day, and I'm trying to talk one of my buddies into it. It's, it sounds like it's a good plan for you know for an interesting weekend. Mm-hmm. Now. Just to let everybody know, you are a, a trout fishing guide, and you mm-hmm. do a lot of trout fishing and all that other. But you also bass fish a lot and fish for oh, yeah. rim. And if it swims, pretty much you fi- obviously musky because we talked about yeah. that earlier. But if it swims, you pretty much fish for it. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, you, if you don't mix it up, you get bored and you just go stale. So you got to always kind of just play around. And you know, like right now, a lot of our rivers are blown. Our lakes are still in good shape. So you know. Um, Head out on the lake, hit the mm-hmm. banks, and see what you can pull up. That's it. Um, you know, and, and for us, too, as well, you know, a lot of our guiding is, you know, trout's the bread and butter, smallmouth comes in right after that. So, I mean, between the two, that, that's what keeps us busy. And the smallmouth fishing, you know, I mean, we are in, you know, we're in Tennessee, so Let we have ha- tremendous smallmouth. Fishing. Oh, yes, we do. Let me ask, you have not gone down the carp hole, have you? where you start obsessing about catching large carp and get upset when a carp refuses your fly because I'm borderline going into that insanity. I don't, I don't get upset over it because I've been there already. Um, I've kind of I've kind of dove in there and kind of came back out. I still like to go mess with them. Um, I take a boat down. Um, I go down lower Hiawassee. Mm-hmm. I pick I, in the springtime especially. I play around in the back bays. Look, you find the spawners back there rolling around. That's that's when it's easy picking. This it looks like somebody's throwing bowling balls in the water. Right. And um, yeah, I go down there and drag crawfish patterns across the flats in front of them, stuff like that, and it's fun. Oh yeah, I've had I've caught a cicada hatch where they were actually hitting top water and got really really stupid. But um, I had a friend. I've got a well. I've got a real good friend of mine. Pretty much gave up bass fishing, trout fishing, everything, and became a carpaholic. Mm-hmm. And he went down the rabbit hole, and I haven't seen him in years because I don't frequent the carp waters. But, uh, you know, it it can be a slippery slope to go into carp fishing. It can be a very, <laughs> no pun intended, with the sliminess of the fish, but it can be a slippery slope. Uh, let me ask you, if you could fish for one thing and one thing only, I'm going to put you on the spot. Uh, what yeah. would it be? Gosh. If uh, you had to say... I'm going to fish for this from now on. Now, is that, is that being based like right here where we're at or just we just had it wherever? I'll leave it I'll leave it open. Um, you know, honestly, I, I love the trout fishing. I okay. do. I, I do love my trout fishing. Um, you know, trout and smallmouth is what I pretty much stay with more than anything. Um, and then everything after that is just kind of a sideshow. Okay. Well, that makes sense. We're at our last break, so we're going to go ahead and take it. You're listening to Tony Sanders Outdoors. We will be right back, and we're going to wrap up the show. Appreciate everybody calling in today. You're listening to Tony Sanders Outdoors.
If you need any outdoor supplies, there's only one place to go, Sportsman's Warehouse. They have all the equipment you need, as well as a friendly, knowledgeable staff to assist you. If you want a firearm, then check out the thousands of guns they have on the shelf. You don't see one you want? Go to sportsmanswarehouse.com. Choose from over 6,700 models they have, and they will ship it directly to the store. Everyday low prices, no shipping charges, and no processing fees. Sportsman's Warehouse, the great indoors for those who love the great outdoors. Highway 153 and Lee Highway. Are you a member of the National Rifle Association? If not, why? No other organization in this country fights for your rights like the NRA. In the current environment, our rights under the Second Amendment are being attacked every day. While we in the South may feel comfortable, that is not the case all across America. The NRA is taking up the fight for you, and you need to be a part. Join the over 5 million men, women, and children who are members of the NRA. Go to TonySandersOutdoors.com and click on the Join NRA link. Don't wait too late. You really wanted to pull the trigger on a sweet year-end deal at Honda Cleveland, but you didn't. That's one of those shoulda, coulda, wouldas. But here's another chance. Honda Cleveland has a limited number of nicely equipped 2018 Accords and lots of colors and different options for $195 a month. The 18 Honda Accord is Car and Drivers America's Best Sedan and North American Car of the Year, too. And while they last, Honda Cleveland has marked them down to just $195 a month. 18 Accord LX, $195. 36-month lease with only $21.99 cash or trade due at signing. No security deposit plus tax tag title. Includes $599.50 processing fee with approved credit. Offer ends January 31st. See our selection of Civics, CRVs, and Pilots, too. Plus, our pre-owns start at $19.95. Last chance on the 18 Accords, though, $195 a month. You snooze, you lose. I-75, exit 20, one mile east. Honda Cleveland. Your car, your way, every day. This is Julie Edwards, and if weekend fun for you means getting out and working in the yard, then tune in this Saturday morning at 11 to The Garden Show. Tim Holcomb will happily answer your calls, and trust me, there's nothing he doesn't know. The Garden Show, brought to you by Fertilome and the Allergy and Asthma Group. When's the last time you checked your credit score? Those three-digit scores can have a huge impact on your financial life. Credit Karma can help you with free scores, free reports, and free monitoring. Credit Karma also gives you the tips, tools, and advice you need to understand your credit and how to improve it. You can even spot potential errors on your credit report. That can mean better interest rates on loans and credit cards, which can save you thousands of dollars in the long run. Signing up is completely free. No credit card needed. Visit CreditKarma.com or download the Credit Karma app now. Talk Radio 102.3. Well, my baby, she's been watching all my Welcome back to Tony Sanders Outdoors. Wrapping it up this Saturday morning. Be sure and stay tuned for Cindy. She's going to be talking some outdoor stuff. I don't know what, but I know one thing she may be talking about. She may be talking about a little bit of gun shooting. Because I see our good friend Ronnie Dodd out there. So be sure and stay tuned for Cindy. Coming up next on WGOW. Bill, I really appreciate you coming in today. No, it's my pleasure. Thank you for having me. Well, I know uh, we've fished together in the past, and now we've done radio, so we got that in common. Um, if people want to get a hold of you and Southeastern Anglers, they can give you a call at 866-588-7688, or go to southeastanglers.com, or check them out on Facebook. And, again, if you're thinking about wanting to learn more or want to be guided on the Hiawassee, the Holston, South Holston, Watauga, Clinch, Teleco, Tacoa, Cumberland, or maybe even go down to Patagonia, Chile, 
and I'm looking at a huge rainbow on your phone right now, and that thing is a toad. That's a lake fish. That is a toad. That thing is huge. And that's, that's not too far away either. Oh, so if you want to catch huge fish like that, give them a call with Southeastern Anglers. Ask specifically for Bill Stranahan, but there's lots of other guys. Jeff Sharp's real good. Skip's good. Tick is good. And Dane is just awesome as well. So all the guys at Southeastern Anglers, I know most of them. But uh, they need to come out with y'all. Do some fishing because y'all have access to drift boats and river sleds and all kinds of great things like that. We, we've got a good fleet of boats, uh, you know, depending on where we're at and what people want to do. Is, uh, you know, we, we just, our main thing is we want people to have fun. I mean, we're, you're going fishing. So we're going to do everything that we can to make sure people have a good quality day and have a good time. That's that's what it's all about. And plus, y'all get that great shore lunch. What do y'all normally do for shore <laughs> now that we're still on food? Uh, you know, typical for us is uh, we do a lot of smoked chickens. Uh, you nice. know, we, 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 that's the one thing we have control over. So we try to do, you know, we try to do a good lunch. Um, you can't control what the weather's going to do, what the, what the water's doing or the fish. So that's, that's one thing we do kind of splurge on a little bit there and, and we try to put a good spread on. Yeah. Being in control. I always heard the word is guide, not God. <laughs> yeah. Because there are very few things you have control over, but shore lunch is one of them. That's it. <laughs> that and what time we start. That and uh, here's the other piece of advice I can give anybody if they're thinking about going out with a guide. Listen to the guide. They actually know what they're doing. And if they say, hey, try this fly, you think they might know what they're doing. So call me strange. I'm going to listen to what you're doing. telling me. So I'm sure that you get a few frustrating clients out there every now and again who decide to uh, not do what you're telling them to do. But Yeah. You know, you run across that every once in a blue moon. For the most part, 99% of the people you meet doing this are absolutely awesome. Right. And we just go out there and you have a wonderful, wonderful day. And and the one of the, I guess one of the great things that I love about it is, I mean, any given day that I go out, um, you know, typical year, I do probably myself, I do around 100 trips a year. Um, a lot of people have fished with me for a number of years. I meet new people every year, but... Every day that I go out, I can learn something new just by watching other people fish. Because we don't, all of us don't do it the same. We all have our little quirks and stuff, and uh, you know, just, you're being polite there. It's, just, it's quirk just, is a nice word because <laughs> I I know tick real well. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you know, we all we all put stuff together a little differently, and uh, you know, every now and then you'll see somebody just doing something, and you kind of like, huh? You sit there and you watch it for a minute. You're like, you know, that, that's working. It's like, I'll, I'll remember that. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it, it, it's an interesting thing, and um, yeah, that's what that's what keeps it fun. Well, not only do y'all learn, but your clients can also learn what works mm-hmm. on certain rivers. And, you know, like we talked a little bit earlier about the flows. What's mm-hmm. a good flow? What's not a good flow? You know, they can get this information by going out with a guide. I always love going out with a guide because I, I learn something from every guide. Mm-hmm. I, I may learn... Uh, a new tactic or a new tip, even a new knot on occasion. I've learned lots, but I always learn something when I go out. And I've had, ninety, like you said, 99.9% of my guides' experiences have been positive. The guides have been professional and, and really great. There's been one or two that have been real questionable. And, you know, you you live and learn. That's the category I fall into is that questionable part. The questionable part. Yeah, yeah that's me. <laughs> okay. Well, now, I need, to, I need to get this out on air. What do you think about Tenkara? Is it valid? <laughs> okay. I grew up fishing with a cane pole. I'm not going back. Okay, fair enough. 
Fair enough. Because I've got some friends of mine who have been giving me a lot of grief over getting a Tenkara rod and really enjoying the heck out of it. No, it um it has its place. Um, we've got a few guys that fish with us. They uh, Doug is uh Doug's all about it. He comes and fishes with us a couple times a year, and uh, so I got to watch him. Um, we took him up on um, some places up in Teleco last year, and it was uh it was neat watching him because I've never I've I've kind of stayed away from it. Um, really don't have anything personally against it, but you know. Watching him do what he did with it, I was pretty impressed. Um, you know, it's a lot of high sticking. Yeah. Um, so it, it has its place, but for me, I mean, I got I got enough rods already when it comes to that. I don't need to go there. Well, thank you for being on the show today. Bill Stranahan with Southeastern Anglers. Get you on again soon, sir. Appreciate it. Thank you. You've been listening to Tony Sanders Outdoors. Join us next Saturday morning from 5 to 7 a.m. for all the information, education, and entertainment about all things outdoors. Have a great week. Take a little kid fishing this week. You have been listening to a podcast of the award-winning Tony Sanders Outdoor Show. Please subscribe to our service to get updated shows weekly throughout the year. Like us on all the social medias to keep up with what's going on on Tony Sanders Outdoors.